All right, so I'll say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Great daf ahead of us. It's always a great daf. Great daf ahead of us today. Beginning by thanking all of our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar. Stephen Tarizin for dedicating Orishim and Joshua's this month in memory of Tari's father, Svi Hirsch ben Yosef HaKohen. And to thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shroom and Joshua's this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Zechariah ben Zechariah and Dina Bas Pesach. We hope that on the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama Salav and Aliyah, and the families in Nechama. And we'll say with that, let us, let us begin. So we are up to the Mishnah. Up to the Mishnah. So we'll say four lines up, five lines up from the bottom. Five lines up from the bottom, Mishnah. So we'll say, so we ended up just yesterday again with a, with a fascinating, fascinating sugya. Just about, well, the truth is, the halacha that the Mishnah introduced us to was the concept of kol tumah minames, right? Any, any, ultimately, any type of tumah, any type of tumah, that halacha lamaisa, again, a nazir would go ahead and have to shave, and in other words, in other words, or to say differently, any type of tumah exposure which would bring a, a nazir's, a nazirite vow to a conclusion and require him to start again, ultimately one is chayiv for entry into the base. I make this with that same set, with that same type of tumah. But any type of tumah which would not go ahead and forcibly conclude a nadir zeros, ultimately again one would not be chayiv for entry into the base hamikdash. Interesting enough, David Flum made a great observation, and he said, "I was fascinating that the Gemara does not even go ahead." David, I'm sorry, I meant to respond to this yesterday. The Gemara doesn't even like talk about halacha. Let's say if you notice, right? By the way, there's no there's no Gemara discussion about halacha itself. Generally. When you find that, that there is no discussion about the Gemara, that's because from the Gemara's, from the Gemara's perspective, it's open and shut. Right? From the Gemara's perspective, ultimately, the position of Rabbi Eliezer is, in the name of Rabbi Yoshua, is accepted, right? And the argument of Rabbi Meir is not accepted. So that's the halacha. And therefore, there's no need for really any further discussion. It's what's called the halacha psuka, Just a straightforward halacha. That's why if you noticed again, the whole discussion of the Gemara was about what? The whole discussion of the Gemara was about who, which Rabbi Yoshua, or I should say Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanani is being quoted over here, is not the Rabbi of Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, so we, we emerged from that Gemara with an incredibly profound idea, namely... That whenever you have a halacha stated in the name of multiple people, often what will happen stylistically is what? It's kind of like the middle individuals may be lopped off, and therefore again the halacha is communicated in the name of the originator of the halacha, and ultimately again in the name of the one who's actually conveying it. Okay, incredible. More to say about that, but in Meir Sashem, if we have time, we'll come back. Says the Mishnah, Amr Rabbi Akiva, Dante Lifne Rabbi Eliezer. So Rabbi Akiva said as follows, I went ahead and I said over in front of Rabbi Eliezer, Supposed to listen to this. Rabbi Akiva said as follows: If you have a bone fragment that is the size of a barley kernel, now remember again, there is no tumas ohel by etzem kisora. We spoke about this before. So if you are under the same roof with a bone fragment, ultimately you do not become tame. Yet, yet you can become tame through Maga and Masa, right? If you touch a barley kernel of, of, of a bone fragment or you carry it, ultimately, again, you become Tameh. And if you're a Nazir, that type of contact would require you to restart your Nadir Naziros. So when it comes to Adzim Kisora, which is not Metameh Ke'ohel, but ultimately, again, causes a Nazir to restart his Nadir Naziros. So Revi Dam, 
So let's say everyone it comes to a revius of blood, where ultimately again, a revius of blood is metame adam ba'ohel, does convey to masohel, Certainly, again, it should cause a nazir to have to restart his nadir nazirus. So, I'll say this is Rabbi Akiva's Kabachomer. So, Amrali, so ultimately, again, see, Amrali, Maza Akiva. So, ultimately, Rabbi Lezzi says, Rabbi Akiva, Akiva, what are you talking about? Ain Donin Kan Mikabachomer. You cannot make a Kabachomer from here. And I'll say Kabachomer from here means what? You cannot make a Kabachomer based so we'll say another interesting exegetical principle. You cannot make a kavachomer from a halacha l'moshe misinai. Now, which one is the halacha l'moshe misinai over here? And we're going to discuss in the Gemara. So right, so we'll say here's what Rabbi Akiva wants to do. Rabbi Akiva wants to say very simply: if halacha l'moshe etzem kisaura a barley a, a barley a barley kernel sized piece of bone fragment, which does not convey to us ohel, but yet if a nazir touches it or carries it causes him to restart his Nadir Naziros, then a Revi's Dam, which does convey Tumas Ohel, should certainly go ahead and cause a Nazir to go ahead and restart his Nadir Naziros if he touches it or carries it. Rabbi Lezir says, it's a great argument, but you can't make a Kalachomer from Allah Moshe Misinai. Beautiful. So what happens? And Rabbi Akiva says, when I said this over in front of Rabbi Yoshua, Amrali, he said to me, Yafa, Yafa, Marta, you're saying good, right? You're saying good. But like we said before, you can't make a Kavachomer from a Halacha Lemoshe Misinai. So we'll say, Rabbi Akiva, shot down twice. Shot down twice in one Mishnah. Good argument, but shot down twice. We'll say, you know, it's an incredibly profound yisod, which is sometimes, sometimes what you're saying is right, but it's not correct, right? And this is a very important yisod in life, because we'll say sometimes you could be right, but you're really wrong. And this happens, this happens all the time. It happens all the time where sometimes what I'm saying is correct, but it's not the right time to say it now. Sometimes what I'm saying could be correct, but it's not helpful for the particular situation. Sometimes what I'm saying is really right, but the person just can't hear it. We, we encounter this all of the time. And so much of life, I will say, is knowing, you see, some, there are some people who feel that as long as what they're saying is correct, they should say it. And they get themselves into so much trouble they have difficulty creating lasting relationships. They have difficulty advancing their own personal agenda in life because, again, they're just focused on, well, if it's right, then I should be able to say it. That's not true. A lot of life situations, you might be right, you might be right, but don't say it because it's not going to help. It's incredibly profound. Everybody's saying, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva. You're absolutely, in other words, your argument is a good argument, but you're wrong. Sometimes you could be saying the right words, but it's not correct what it is that you're saying. It's such, let's say, I, I think as I get older, perhaps one of the most important life lessons. Just because you're right doesn't mean you should say what's on your mind. Incredible you saw. Tap of Nunzayim. Iboy loho. Atzim kisora halacha or revias. Tam kavachomer. So I'll say, so now the Gemara says, so here's everybody, everybody is saying the same thing to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva. The argument is a solid argument. The problem is you're incorrect because halacha lamaisa, you can't make a kavachomer from a halacha lamoshe misinai. 
So we'll say, so what we now we have to figure out is which which one of these two halachas is the halacha Moshe Misinai. Are we saying etzim kisaura? So we'll say is the idea that a bone fragment conveys tuma, not tumas ohel, but maga and masa. Is that the halacha Moshe Misinai? Or Raviyas Dam Kavachomer, and ultimately again the Raviyas Dam, the Raviyas Dam conveys Tuma. Convey, ours should convey Tuma through Maga and Masa, and therefore go ahead and, and cancel, and cancel. I hate to use the word cancel in today's day and age, right? It's not the right, you can't cancel. You can't cancel the zeros, right? But the Maisa Mel, maybe it goes ahead and cancels everything that's been observed up until now. Is that it? Vein Dana Kavachor Mehalacha. O Dilma, Revias Dam Halacha. That's in Kisar Kavachor. Maybe no, maybe the Halacha of Moshe Misina is the Revias Dam. To which the Gimara says, Vein Dana Kavachor Mehalacha. Tashma, here it is. Etsem Kisar Halacha. Or Revias Dam Kavachor. So I say, interestingly enough, what the Gimara says, no, no, no. The idea of Etsem Kisar that's the Allah of Moshe Misinai. Right? Ultimately, again, the Allah of Moshe Misinai is the Etzim Kisa'ura. Ultimately, again, that is, that, that, that Kisa'ura, that a bone fragment, the size of a barley kernel, has the ability to convey Tuma, not Tumas Ohel, but through Maga and Masa, and has the ability to deconstruct an Azirus, right? That is the Allah of Moshe Misinai. Or Revi'is Dam Mikavachomer. And ultimately, again, the Revi'is Dam ultimately, again, was the one that we wanted to learn out through the Kavachomer. And therefore, the Gemara says, you can't learn out a Kavachomer based on Allah HaLemosh Misinai. So therefore, again, essentially, the Gemara says it's like this. The Yatsim Kisor is Allah HaLemosh Misinai, and because of that, cannot be used as the basis for the Kavachomer. Good. So therefore, again, Rabbi Akiva's logic is sound, but he runs into an exegetical roadblock. You hate it when that happens, right? Those exegetical roadblocks are the worst. Right? So, so, so again, he runs into an exegetical roadblock and he simply cannot darshan what he wants to darshan because you can't make a kavachomer from Allah Sinai. Beautiful. We'll say, Hajjun Allah, Kohen Gadol. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. What a, what a way to start, to start the day with finishing a parak of Gemara. Incredible. Good. So, we'll say, so let's go ahead. By the way, there's more... Um, yeah... Okay, fine. There's more. There's more to do. There's more to do in the rush over here, but but we'll we'll close that. That's so you're good. But let's say new parak, new parak. Good. It's incredible. So you know we finished the masech a week from Thursday. We're we're winding we're winding down towards the end over here. So says the Gemara. Says the Mishnah. Shnei nizirim. Here's the case. Two nizirim. She'amar lahem echad ra'isi echad mikem shenitma. Ve'ini yodeh eizemikem. So let's say here's the case. Two nizirim walking down the road. Right? You have another guy. You have another. It's not like a rabbi and priest involved in this also, right? Just two Nazirim walking down the road, right? So I'll say, so now what happens? So another guy comes along. We'll call him Ruvain, right? And Ruvain says, I saw one of you become Tameh, but I don't know which one. Okay, so this is an interesting case. So I'll say, so by the way, the rush qualifies this. The rush says, oh, if you look at the first rush in the parak, Shoskim. I'll point out here, what's the case? Rush adds one very important component. So you have Nazir 1, Nazir 2. They're walking down the road together. Ruvain, Ruvain sees them. Ruvain runs over and says, Oh, I saw one of you guys become Tameh. I don't know, I don't know which one of you become Tameh, became Tameh. They're both say, What do the Nazirim say? What do the Nazirim say? They don't say anything. Like, okay, 
you know, we, we, we weren't aware of anything. Because the Rush points out, if they were to contradict Ruvain and to say, no, we did not become Tomei, they would be believed over Ruvain. So the Rush says the case has to be where the Nazirim themselves are silent. And when we say silent, they're just like, we, we just don't know. We, we, we have no knowledge about this. So we'll say, so now, so now you have two Nazirim and a Suffolk Tumah. So what do you do? Now we'll say, this is a mess. Right? This is a mess. Why is it a mess? Because we'll say, that means, now remember, what is Ruvain claiming? What is Ruvain, what's, what's the nature of his claim? What is he claiming? I'll give you a, we just read it. Right? What, what is he claiming? One of you became Tommy. Right? So we'll say, again, remember, the claim is not both of you became Tommy. One of you became Tommy. One of you became Tommy. So we'll say, so what do we do now? So this is actually fascinating. Watch this. So the Gemara says, Megalchen. So they're both going to shave. They're both going to shave. Umavian carbon tuma, the carbon tara. So this is very interesting. So for, first of all, first of all, take a look at Rash, at the, at the Rash for just a moment. So the first thing we do is we wait. We wait. Right? So in other words, what we do is we wait. How long do we wait? We wait till after 30 days. I'm about to say, let, let's, we're making a lot of assumptions over here. Let's, the easiest way to deal with this is that halacha l'maysa, that halacha l'maysa is, we let them, let's assume it's a Naziris Mu'adas, right? And the two Nazirim in question, they had a 30-day Naziris. So the first thing we do is, we wait, we let them finish out the 30 days. At the conclusion of those 30 days, Megalchen, they both cut their hair, right? They both shave, they both shave. Umavian carbon toma the carbon tara. Watch this, we bring two karbanos, right? A carbon tumah. Now, remember again, remember again, the karbanos for tumah, which when it becomes tame, are different than the karbanos for, for the concluding regular zeros, right? So we bring, we bring what we call the carbon tumah and the carbon tara. So the carbon tumah is the type of karbanos that a nazir brings in the event that he counter, he counter tumas mace, concludes one nadine zeros, and restarts. We bring those karbanos, and we also bring a carbon tara, as if the nazir was concluding a regular netinazirus. Now watch this, Valmer. I will say. So we, he says. Now one, essentially, one of the two nazirim says the following: Valmer, emani hu carbon tumashali the carbon tara shacha. Right. So we'll say. Let's say nazir number one. Nazir number one says, "Listen, if I'm tame, then the carbon tuma is mine." Right and Nazir Nazir B right Nazir Bays that the carbon the carbon tara belongs to you. Vim anihu atar, but Nazir number one says if I'm the tar, then a carbon tar shali, then carbon tar shali, then the carbon tara is mine. The carbon tuma shalcha, and ultimately again the carbon tuma is yours. Fine. So I'll say so that's step one. So I'll say so again. So let's 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 go through these let's go through these steps. Step one, right? Nazir one, Nazir two, walking minding their own business. Ruvain says, Ruvain says, one of you became Tommy, I don't know who. Okay, fine. Well, so that's step one. So I should say that's the event. What does it trigger? It triggers a process. What's part one of the process? What's part one? Right, wait till the end of 30 days. Right, that's number one. In other words, finish out. And as this, which I will say, by the way, is also such a Musra skill. Sometimes in life we encounter a problem. And the reflexive reaction when you encounter a problem is solution right now. No. Sometimes what ends up happening is you take a deep breath. 
right? And sometimes you have to assess the totality of the situation before you go ahead and act. And I'll say, it is such a profound yisod in life. We're good. It's good to be a problem solver. But sometimes before you jump and you react, sometimes stop and assess. So over here, stop and assess. Now in this case, the assessment is, gotta wait. Let them finish out the 30 days. At the end of 30 days, you're bringing two sets of carbonos. One, for Nazir Bitumal, and number two, for Nazir Bitara. Bring both sets of carbonos. And I will say, now what happens? So what, essentially, one of the Nazirim kind of becomes the spokesman on behalf of the two. Essentially, does it and says, listen, if I'm Tomei, carbon Tumah is mine, carbon Tara is yours. If I'm Tar, carbon Tara is mine, carbon Tumah is yours. Beautiful, but we're not finished. So for Shalshom, I both say, how do we know we're not finished? How do we know we're not finished? Because again, remember, one of them is Tame. They both say, if one of them is Tame, what does that require? Another 30 days. Therefore, part two, Vesofer Shloshim Yom, we count another 30 days, Umavir Karbantara. They both say, at the end of those 30 days, what do we do? We bring another Karbantara. They both say, you're only bringing one carbon over here. Why? Because remember, again, that's all you need. That's all you need. At the end of these 30 days, somebody is concluding their, someone is concluding their, their Nazir's Patara. So bring one more carbon tara. Vomer. And he says, I will say one guy speaks. Vomer. Imani carbon shali, the carbon tara shalcha. If I was the tame, then the carbon tuma that we brought before, that was my carbon, right? That was my carbon. Right? And ultimately, again, the carbon tara shakha, that means the last time the carbon tara belonged to you, and now this, the carbon tara that we're bringing now, this is my carbon tara. But if I was the Nazir tara before, then carbon tara shali, then the previous carbon tara that was offered was my carbon. The carbon tuma shalcha, and the present, car- and the, sorry, the previous carbon tuma, that was yours. And therefore, carbon tarascha. And then the carbon that we're bringing now, this is your carbon tara. Beautiful. So I'll say that is how we resolve the case of doubt. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Beautiful. Says the Gemara. We'll say it's actually fascinating. Watch this. We're going to get into a technical tumma issue. Those are the best. Those are the best. We'll say watch this. Here we go. Katani, katani. Here's the problem. Right? If you look at the Mishnah. Shnei nezirim shamar lahem. Rei I will say, now watch this. But not that type of technical tool. Watch this. Let's say, here's the case of the Mishnah, right? Nazir 1 and Nazir 2 are walking together. Right? Ruvain, Ruvain says, I saw that one of you guys became Tame, but what? I don't know which one. Now, both say, we have a Suffolk Tumah. Now, both say, understand something very important. How do you deal with Suffolk Tumah? How do you deal with Suffolk Tumah? When it comes to, when I say Suffolk Tumah means, we're not sure, is a person Tame or not? How in general do you deal with Suffolk Tumah? So here's what's fascinating about Suffolk Tumah. Everything depends on geography. Where did the Suffolk Tumah arise? So let me say the principle, so watch this, watch this. Vamai, so now watch this. Vamai. Now, what we're saying over here is Ruvain sees, right, it says Tunazirim and Ruvain. Ruvain sees one of the Nazirim become Tameh, but he doesn't know who became Tameh. So I will say, so now essentially what we do is we treat them both as Suffolk Tumah. Suffolk Tameh. We have to go through this whole process. Va'amai. Kol Suffolk Tumah b'rshos hayochid mehecha yafin Allah. Me sota. Ma sota. Boa v'nivelas. 
Afkol Safek Tuma Birshus Hayachid. So we'll say, now watch this. Now watch this. Kagon de Ika Betray. So we'll say, Aval Hacham is read it. Shnezirim, Vahai, Dikai Gabeon, Hotlosa, Havay Safek Tuma Birshus Harabim. The Hosafek Tum Birshus Ham Sigotar. We'll say, watch this. It's actually really great because it's gonna, our next Mesechta is Sota, which is an incredible, incredible Mesechta, very exciting times ahead. So I'll say, so what I'll point out to you is as follows. The concept of Suffolk Tumah, the paradigmatic example of it, is Sota. I will say, who's a Sota? Sota is a woman who has been warned by her husband not to be alone with a certain man. Right? I'm, 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 not, I'm trimming down the details over here. Right? She violates the warning. She's alone with the man. She's alone with the man about whom she was warned about for long enough for something to have occurred. They will say, so what happens? What happens? She has to go through a whole process of sota. Right? We take the parish of sota, dissolve it in water. She goes to the base She drinks the water. The water tests her purity or her impurity. Fine. So we'll say, now, do we know? Did the sota do anything? Did the sota do anything? We have no idea. So we'll say, now remember again, the Sota is, is the paradigmatic case of Suffolk Tumah. Suffolk Tumah. Maybe something happened, maybe something didn't. Suffolk Tumah. Then I will say, Suffolk Tumah is only halachically problematic if it occurs where? In Rishus Hayochit. Because Sota is the paradigm. I will say, where does the Suffolk of this Sota come from? Where does it come from? She's alone. It's only two people. It's her. It's her. And the man about whom she was warned about. So only Suffolk Toma Bershus Hayochid generates halachic problem. Conversely, Suffolk Toma Bershus Harabim, the Bible says, How do you deal with the Suffolk Toma Bershus Harabim? How do you deal with it? Star. It's Tar. Suffolk Toma Bershus Harabim is called Tar. The Bible says, What's the definition of Bershus Hayochid? See, here's what's interesting. What's the definition of Bershus Hayochid? Two people, private setting. What's the definition of Bershus Harabim? Three or more people. And we'll say, what's the case of Mishnah? What's the case of Mishnah? Three people. Why is it three people? Because who do you have? Two Nazirim and Ruvain. Remember again, I will say, what's the case of Mishnah? Two Nazirim, right? Nazir one, Nazir two, walking minded in our business. Ruvain coming along and saying, what? One of you are Tommy, I just don't know who. Well, now I have a Suffolk Tumah Birshus Harabim. Right? It's a, a doubtful Tumah in a public setting, right? In a public, right? In a public domain. Three people. If that's the case, this should be Tar. There, 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 there should not be any process. I was like, no, didn't I, isn't that exciting? Right? This is a case of Suffolk Tumah Bershos Harabim. And Suffolk Tumah Bershos Harabim is Tar. What's going on over here? To which the whole Suffolk Tumah Bershos Harabim is Tar. Both say three lines are from the bottom. Amar Rabba. Rabba says, no, no, no. Amar Rabba Rafuna. Pa'omer. Ra'isi Tuma Shenizraka Beinechem. Very interesting. I will say the case is where Ruvain is not standing next to the Tunizirim. Instead, I will say Ruvain is standing at a distance. If you look at the rush, the rush says, Pa'omer, last rush on the page. Pa'omer Ra'isi Shenizraka Tuma Beinechem. Shehayu Meruchak Mehen Dalit Amis. Dahashta Lo Havu Ela Trey. David is Suffolk Tumah Bershus Yachid. I will say, what's the case? It's so interesting. The case is where Ruvain is not standing in proximity to them. Rather, Ruvain is at least Dalit Amas away. And I will say, because he's Dalit Amas away, he's not considered to be in the same Rishos as they are. So I will say, first of all, right, what do you feel like telling Ruvain? Let's be honest. What do you feel like telling Ruvain? Mind your business. Right. Exactly. Come on, man. Right? Keep your eyes on the ground. Just keep moving. Right? But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, Lamaisa, Ruvain is Dalaramas away. So because he's at Dalaramas is six feet. Because, and remember again, 
Dalar Amas also represents its own domain. Because Reuben is more than Dalar Amas away, he's not considered to be in the same domain as the Tunisirim. So he is seeing things from a different domain. But I will say, but essentially, the Tunisirim, so to speak, are alone themselves. Because of that, this is a case of Safek Toma Bershus Hayochid. And because it's Safek Toma Bershus Hayochid, we have to deal with it stringently as evidenced by the Mishnah. Amr Vashi, Vashi says, Deka Nami, we could infer this as well, Diktani, I will say, Amr Beis, Veini Odea, Eizamikem. I will say, the fact that Ruven is claiming over here, one of you became Tame, and I don't know which one, that in and of itself is indicative they are dealing with a case where he is at a distance. Right? He's at a distance. Sefer, I will say, again, I will say, in, in general, in general, the beauty of the daf, the beauty of Gemara is, on any given day, we are exposed to new realities and new concepts. So first of all, just this idea of Sofik Toma Bershus Hayochid is Tame based on Sota. And therefore, again, conversely, we'll say, Nun Zainu base 57b, first line in, first line on the daf. So we'll say, so conversely, Sofik Toma Bershus Harabim, or Bershus Hayochid, Sorry, what did I just say before? Sofiktum Bershus Hayochid will be Tameh, based on Sota. Based on that, Sofiktum Bershus Harabim will be Tar. But again, the Gemara sets this up as a case where Ruvain, Ruvain, the observer, is at a distance, and therefore, Adolcha Lamaisa, this will in fact be a case of Sofiktum Bershus Harabim, therefore will be Tameh, and therefore triggers the entire process. Incredible. Next. So now we have a very, very interesting case over here. So remember again, let's, let's, let's take this back now. Let's take this back. Let's take this back. So now remember again. So now we've established Ruvain sees Nazir 1, Nazir 2, right at a distance of at least Daladamas. He sees that one of them has become Tameh. One of them has become Tame. He doesn't know which one. So both says, remember again, what's the process? The process is wait 30 days, right? Wait 30 days, and then go ahead and they have to both shave. Now remember, what, say, what is the shaving of the Nazir? What is the shaving of the Nazir? Complete head shave. Complete head shave. Now watch this, says the Gemara. Vamai, Dilma lav Tameyan inun, vikaavit hakafa. Oh. One second, I will say. So now what you're saying is just shave both of their heads. But one second, one second. I will say, what about the fact, what about the fact that maybe one of them, well, actually, let me take it back. One of them is not tame, right? One of them is not tame. And yet I will say what we're doing over here is you're going ahead and shaving their head. And I will say, under normal circumstances, the act of shaving the head is an isra right? Of hakafas harosh. You're not allowed to round out the sides, right? You can't remove your payas. So, so in other words, the Gemara's kind of, the Mishnah just says, oh, just shave their head. But Lamaisa, doesn't shaving the head represent a potential isra So if you take a look, if you take a look at Rashi, which is, uh, actually, no, not yet, sorry. So the Gemara says, Dilma lav tamein inun. Maybe one of them is not tamei. Vekaavid hakafa, and you are performing hakafa sarosh. Amar Shmuel beisha vekatan. What's the case? I will say the case. I will say could be over here that the two nazirim in question are a woman and a katan. They will say now. How does that help? Because remember again, an isha, a woman, 
is not subject to the halachos of Akavas Arosh, right? The din of Akavas Arosh is a din in a man because the, the, the rounding of the sides is linked to the destruction of the beard. Take a look at Rashi. I'm sorry, take a look at the Rush for just a moment. The Rush says over here, Be'isha, she'ina be'isra Akavas Rosh, kidarim mesamuch, kol she'ina ba'ashcha, se'ina ba'akava. Whoever is not commanded regarding the destruction of the beard is also not commanded regarding the destruction of the sides, the pears. Right? So Isha, and what's the case of Kata and Abosai? Kata and the Rosh says, Shumufla Samochlish. Abosai, now listen to this. The case of Katan would have to be the following case. We've spoken on this before in our Nidarim days. There is the concept of a boy who is not yet bar mitzvah, but able to make binding Nidarim. This is what's called ikatan mufla leish, which is a right or samosabach leish, which is a boy ultimately again who is who is mature enough. He's not yet a gadol, but mature enough, namely that he's aware enough to be able to make binding nedarim. Generally, again, this is a boy between the ages of twelve and thirteen. So, so again, lemaisa. It's interesting. He's old enough to make nedarim, but yet again, he's still a katan. So in that type of situation, he would not be in violation for rounding out of the corners of the head. So therefore, the Gemara wants to suggest that maybe the case of the two Nazirim, where we could just say, oh, just shave their head, that could be a case of a woman who's not subject to Akafa, and a katan who's also not subject to Akafa. Very interesting. To which the Gemara says, Likma begadol, v'akafas kalarosh lo shma That was, remember again, we actually mentioned this before. Why do you have to set it up that way? Maybe he could just be a regular adult man, but maybe Rabbi said the opinion of the Mishnah holds that Akafas Kalarosh is not a Kalarosh. Remember again, we spoke about this before. The, 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 the typical case of rounding out of the corners. Rabbi said was where, where, where what? Where you're rounding out the corners, but what? Leaving hair on top. Maybe, Rabbi said, there's a machlokes of what happens if a person just shaves their entire head, right? Is that the Isra of Hakaf or not? So remember again, that is a machlokes. That is a machlokes. Now maybe, maybe halacha lamaisa, our Mishnah holds that hakafas kalarosh is not called hakafa. That's not the iser. So the Gemara says, why don't you set it up? They look more bagadol, bagadol. Hakafas kalarosh lo shma kafa. To which Gemara says, what do you see from here? Midalo mokim lahachi shma minakasaver shmuel hakafas kalarosh shma hakafa. Now, I'll say here's what's interesting from the fact that Shmuel doesn't set it up that way. Right? Indicates to us that what? That Shmuel holds Hakafas Kalarosh is in fact Hakafa. That a rounding out of the entire head, Halach Lamaisa is still called, is still the Isra of destroying the Payas. And I will say, by the way, I'll point out to you, that's how we paskin. Right? We paskin that even if a person shaves their entire head, that is still the Isra Dorais of ultimately removing Payas. So again, just to point out over here, so what you have over here, very interesting, is Shmuel setting up the case of the two Nazirim as a woman and a Katan. And therefore, again, I will say, we could just say, just after 30 days, shave your head. I, what about Bayes? What about the fact that one of them may not be Tomei? Or, say it differently, one of them is not Tomei. And therefore, they're going to be shaving their head, not at the prescribed time, so because Ishana Katan, there's no ish, there's no issue of Hakafas Harosh. Okay. Marzutra Sefa. Now we're going to see Marzutra actually took Shmuel's statement and went ahead and put it on the Sefa. The Sefa was refers to the later Mishnah. We're gonna see. Nazir Shayatami Safek 
We actually quoted this in Sunday's daf. Right, this was the long Mishnah that we did not delve into on Sunday because we're going to do it in just a couple of days from now. Which the case will say, Nazir, who was Tame Besafek, namely again, he's, he's Tame. In other words, there's a Safek if he's Tame Tomas Mace, and also a Safek if he's a Mitzora. So what's Talachon? He goes in and he eats kachim. He can eat kachim after 60 days. And he goes ahead and has to shave his head four times. How can you just go ahead and have people shaving their head? Right? Just to satisfy a suffix. Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, what's the case? The case is by Isha Nakatan. So Shmuel says, all Marzutra is doing is taking the qualification of Shmuel and applying it to a later Mishnah, which we will come to. Fine. Shmuel says, so let's just, let's just establish what we have over here for just a moment. Shmuel says, what do we have? What do we have? Right? We've now established the case of the Tunisirim. Let's work backwards. Let's work backwards. Actually, let's work forwards. Right? Tunisirim. Right? Tunisirim. Ruvain sees them. And what does Ruvain say? What does Ruvain say? One of you is Tame. By the way, now we've established where is Ruvain geographically? Daladamas away. Different Rishos. Therefore, again, because Ruvain is not, is not in close proximity, this keeps this as a case of Safek Toma Bershus Hayochid, which triggers the process. So we'll say, what was step one of the process? Step one? Step one? Wait 30 days. At the end of 30 days, what do you do? Shave the head. And we'll say, once again, shave the head, isn't that an Israeli Safakafa? And one of these people may not be Tomei. And therefore, Allah Lamaisa, one of these people may not be finished with their Nazanaziros. So, how are you going at and just having them shave their head at the end of 30 days? Oh, so what's so that qualification number two is Ishan Katan. So, that's the case that Shane is here over here of a woman and, right, woman and a Katan, neither of whom are prohibited to shave the corners of their head. I will say, by the way, that's fine. That's fine. What doesn't it help us with? Right? If they're two men. So I just want to point out, so in other words, sometimes like the Gemara backs into these answers and, and it's fine. Like it makes the world kind of, you know what I'm saying? You, you know how like, ever have a moment in life where like there's two minutes during the day where the universe is in perfect alignment? And it's like, no, that never happens. No, there is. There's like 90 seconds, right? 90 seconds. Like, okay, Everything is exactly as it should be. So that's kind of how you feel when Shmuel says this. Oh, it's an Isha Nakatan. We're like, oh, it's great. Right? Right. It's great as long as it's an Isha Nakatan. Otherwise, what happens if it's not Isha? So, okay, we'll, 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 we'll come to that. We'll come to that. So let's say, let's go back to it. So now, here we go. And we'll say, now we're going to go on a little bit of a detour. Because now that we mentioned an Isha Nakatan by Akafa, let's talk about this just a little bit. Amr Afuna, Hamakifes Akatan Haryuchayev. So I will say this is very interesting. I will say if you cut off the payas of a child, that's the case. Makif is hakatan. You round out the corners of a child's head. Salach lemaisa yuchayif. So I say if Huna holds yuchayif. Now look at the rush for just a moment. Hamakif es hakatan chayiv dixiv lo sakifu paas vaaf paas katan bichlal. So I will say this is very interesting. So Rav Huna's idea is like this. Rav Huna understands the isha daraisa of lo sakifu paas. There's a din in just rounding out the corners. In other words, even if it's someone who themselves is actually not chayiv in the halacha of peis, but the act of rounding out the corners, even of a katan, you're going to be chayiv. So this is actually fascinating. Only Rav Adabar Avad Rav Huna, Vididach man megalach lahon. So Rav Adabar Avad says to Rav Huna, tell me, who cuts off the peis of your kids? 
What's very interesting is as follows. Take a look at the Rosh again. So apparently, this is fascinating. It was the style of Bismana Gimara to shave kids' heads. To shave kids' heads. Now, I will say, by the way, there could have been also, like, hygienically, a very good reason to do this because of lice. Because of lice. So I'll say, so again, so what's interesting is you have Rav Huna coming along and saying, you're not allowed to shave the head of a katan, and if you do so, it's an Esau Doraisa. And I will say, by the way, who is the Esau Doraisa on? Who is the Doraisa on? It's on the barber. Right? The barber, whoever knows, whoever's giving the kid a haircut. So this, this is Rav Huna. Rav Adabar Abba says, Rav Huna, one second, your kids have shaved heads. So who's, who's cutting off the pants of your kids? Who's shaving the heads of your kids? Amrale Chova. Amrale Chova. So, so to which Rafuna essentially says, my wife. My wife, she gives the kids haircuts. So also, Adabar Ava says, Tak, so Tik Barinon Chova Libnei. Does Chova want to bury her children? So essentially what Adabar Ava says, I don't understand. But how is Chova, how is your wife allowed to do something that is prohibited. And how could she do something prohibited for her children? Take a look at Rashi. Uh, the Rashi, I'm sorry. Amr lechoba. Kach shem eishes rafuna. Usfir le dafke isha makif esakat en chayiv. Velo isha kidim afarishan abosvach. And I will say now, listen to this. So just to play this out. So, what, so you have rafuna saying, you're not allowed to cut off the payas of kids. Right? Ravadavar Ava says, but one second. Rafuna, your kids don't have payas. So who's cutting off the, their payas? Rafuna responds, my wife. And I will say now, what's the pshat? So, so Rapuna felt the only people prohibited to cut off payas are who? People who themselves are obligated in payas, namely men. Men. But Lamaisa, women who do not have a din of payas, there's no problem for them to cut the payas of children. So therefore Rapuna says, listen, we've got this all figured out. In other words, so my wife is the one who gives the kids haircuts and shaves their heads. So Rav Adabar Abba says, Chas Shalom does the, the why no, Rav Adabar Abba disagrees with this as we're going to see, but the way he phrases his disagreement is very dramatic. Does Chova want to bury her children? Namely, does Chova want to do things that are usher for her children? Take a look at the rush again. Chova tik bruna libnei vechi he wrote says she tik bar es banel sheina yiras haonesh sheina sheina yiras haonesh ashi. So we'll say, so what happened over here? So Rav Adabar Ava felt that Allah was mistaken. That according to Rav Huna, if Allah if it indeed is answered to shave the payas of children, everyone should be prohibited to do so. But the way he phrased it was, does Chova want to bury her children? Does Chova want to do something that's answered for her children? So we'll say, what happened? Tragically, Kulu Shani Rav Adabar Ava all the days that Rav Adavar Ava was alive, Rav Huna's children did not survive. So I will say, so this, we've, we run into this in Shas a number of different times about the power of the words of a tzaddik. Right? The rush, the rush frames it as Kishkaga like a mistaken word that comes out of the mouth of the ruler. So Rav Adabar Ava did not mean to curse Chova or to curse Rav Huna, but ultimately, again, the words of a tzaddik carry with them incredible, incredible power. Which I will say is just, if, even, if, even if I'm not a tzaddik, the power of words, the power of words, and the power of words just even uttered, just kind of like flippantly, or, or just, you know, just even without, without complete regard, words have power and words have impact. And even if you don't mean them to have impact, 
words have impact. I will say it's incredible. It's overwhelming. So what happened? So what happened? Michti. So we'll say, let's analyze this a little bit. So we'll say, the Gemara is interesting. The Gemara doesn't really dwell on that piece. So the Gemara goes, Michti, let's analyze this. Tarvayu svira hakafas kalarosh ma'kafa. So we'll say, both, so obviously, there is a point of contention here between Rav Huna and Rav Adabar Ava. So both of them agree that what? Hakafas kalarosh shma'kafa. Both of them agree, we'll say, that a shaving of the entire head is usher. Now we'll say, this is important, right? Because Lamaisa, again, we saw this as a machlokes before. Namely, again, is the shaving of the entire head considered to be hakafa or not? So, so both Rav Adabar Ava and Rav Adabar Ava will agree that yes, shaving of the entire head is going to be usher. Here we go. Rav Huna Savar, Lo Sakifu Pa'as Roshechem. The Pasik says, do not round out the corners of your head. Roshchem, sorry. Lo Sakifu Pa'as Roshchem. And furthermore, again, and do not destroy the corners of your beard. So we'll say, if one understands the juxtaposition to say, whoever is, whoever has the prohibition to destroy their beard, has the prohibition to destroy their payas. Therefore, because women do not have the issue of destroying the beard, they also do not have, they also do not have the prohibition to destroy Peis. Okay. So that, that's Rav Huna's far. That's where Rav Huna felt absolutely comfortable saying, my wife Chova could shave the head of the kids. Rav Adabar Ava Savar, on the other end, Rav Adabar Ava felt, so Echad HaMakif Ve'echad HaNikaf Bemashma. Rav Adabar Ava said, Teralach HaLamaisa again, both, Rav Adabar Ava said, when it comes to destroying Peis, both the barber and the one receiving the haircut are both awesome. So whether you're getting your payas shaved or whether you're the one shaving the payas of another, both are aser. The iskish makif lenikov and halacha we equate the barber with the what's what's the hair recipient. Barbie, right? The, bar- <laughs> the barber with the Barbie, right? Again, just doesn't sound right. Just doesn't sound right, right? right? The, uh, the person giving the haircut with the person receiving the haircut. And therefore, wherever the nikuf, right? You must say ultimately again, wherever the person receiving the haircut is Asr, so to the person giving the haircut is Asr as well. Therefore, I will say, watch this. The high katan, remember again, a katan. And therefore, again, by a katan, katan, since a katan is not going to be punished, right? A katan is not liable for anything. Therefore, the person cutting the hair of the katan won't be chayavazah. So we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up Amir Tashem with this machlokas. Because again, we're going to see there's some level of overlap with this machlokas as well. But again, Rav Adabar Ava saying one more time, Rav Adabar, sorry, Rav Huna saying that Allah Chalamaisa, we equate destruction of payers with destruction of the beard. If you don't have a liability for destroying your beard, you don't have liability to destroy your payers. And therefore, women are excluded. Rav Adabar Ava saying no. Allah Chalamaisa was a connection ultimately again between the person getting the haircut and the person giving the haircut. If the person getting the haircut doesn't have liability, the person giving the haircut doesn't have liability. But if the person getting the haircut does have liability, the person receiving it does have as well. How to plug that back into the case before Abba Samir Tashem? Tomorrow. Shkoyach. All right, Chevron Zoom. Have a great day, everyone. Shkoyach, everyone.